This episode of the Rad Broadcast is brought to you by Tech2U. Tech2U strives to deliver superior technical services from professional and friendly staff while maintaining their principles of credibility, accountability, and customer service as they grow. With locations all over Northern California, Southern California, and Las Vegas, Tech2U provides in-shop repair, mobile services for residential and business, and remote service provided online. Tech2U repairs everything ranging from printers, scanners, screen repair, motherboards, keyboards, touchpads. They'll even recycle electronics. Visit www tech2u.com that's tech the number two u.com or call 888-340-8324 that's 888-340-8324 for tech2u the rad Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Rad Podcast. I'm producer Brandon of the Rad Radio Show, and this week's guest is somebody very close to me. I'm actually going to be interviewing my grandfather. With Veterans Day around the corner, I uh, dive deep into his history with the Navy, as he is a Navy veteran, and uh, we talk about spirituality, we talk about Kauai, because he's a huge influence on uh, the reason why my wife and I got married there, the reason why my mom's ashes are there and because he is my mother's father we do talk about my mom and her influence on our lives so there's a lot of sweetness in there there's a lot of humor in there um, I really do hope that you enjoy this interview with my grandfather as much as I did uh, having it with him so without further ado here's my grandfather Jerry Livingston Joy. so Papa Yes. That is your name to me, but your real name is Jerry Livingston Joy. Livingston hyphen Joy. I took the Joy when I married Suzanne. That's right. Middle so, name's Brian. And uh, how long How long have you and Suzanne been together? 27 years. 27 years? Yeah. I remember the wedding. Very, very little me remembers that wedding. Yeah, you were, you were, yeah. everybody was little. Brittany was just... A baby. Yeah, Brittany, my sister. I got a year, year and a half old. I'm going to have Brittany on the podcast, too. Yeah, that'd be good. Do you even know what a podcast is? I I watched that new show. Which show? The That's on Sunday night about the guy, uh, God. Oh, God Friended Me? Yeah, I love that show. Yeah, so they do a podcast on that show? Well, that's what he does. Yeah, okay. He publishes, uh, he Puts it out there and, and people get back to him and stuff and yeah. it's kind of cool. Okay. It's, I like it because it's um, it's real nonviolent. There's nothing bad. Yeah. And I think TV should be more like that mm-hmm. and less murders and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, we got all the law and orders and we the got all the CSIs crap that shows and... people getting shot and whatever mm-hmm. and then we wonder why kids shoot each other and crazy guys go into schools and kill people and it's Just, nuts. It's a normal thing on TV. It is. Yeah. And people think it's normal. And, and it's not. And God Friended Me is, is more clean and wholesome. It's just a wholesome show, show I yeah. think. Yeah. I think it is. I've seen the promos for it. I haven't I haven't watched it yet. It's on Channel 13 okay. after 60 Minutes. All right. We'll have to check that out. Yeah. And he's a podcaster on that show. He is. Okay. Yeah. So he, so that's basically what we're doing. Right. And uh, this is actually the 51st episode, like I was telling you before we started cool. here. Um, been doing it for about a year. And it's kind of like a 
sister project to the actual radio show that, that do you put it on the air it doesn't actually go on the air it's internet only right so people That's subscribe what his is. yeah so yeah. people subscribe to it on you know through like iTunes and right. they get it on their phones so they can right. listen to it whenever it's cool we do kind of deliver the radio show in a similar way but this is kind of like a it's an exclusive thing like you don't have to have uh, like you know special access to get it anybody can get it right it's just like a little bit more a little cherry on the cake right that we do the radio show with that's so, kind of cool yeah. yeah we've actually helped out quite a few people we talked about lifestyle things like sexuality right spirituality right um, one of the most popular ones we had recently was a uh, we had some paranormal investigators come out to my house and investigate some things that we had going on. Really? I don't know how much you believe in ghosts. Like, do you believe in spirits or I believe in or, spirits. Yeah? Um, we just had a thing at church where we, uh, they did a thing about the ancestors. Oh, really? And it's it was the time of the year when it's the thinnest and people can you can you can talk to people like the veil is thin. Yes, right. Yes, very much so. Yeah, like the Outlander. Okay, that's not a very traditional thing to talk about in any church. Is the church you guys go to is? So, yeah, we bring stuff up like that all the time. Oh, really? Because we're we're non-denominational. We're okay. we're a unity church, but we're in a, an interfaith church. What's the church called again? Spiritual Life Center. That's right. That's right. That mom was going to that. Yeah, she, right? she loved it. Yeah. And, and they loved her. I, I know. I'm, you know, one of the things about, I'm, I'm going to go a little off topic here, but the re- one of the reasons why I do what I do is because mom, my mom, your, your daughter, right, right. Debbie, um, got me into this radio show, this rad radio show that, and she, I don't know if she ever told you, but she pulled me out of school when I was in sixth grade just to go watch them do their show live. Really? And they were doing a DUI awareness show at the old Hard Rock uh, restaurant down here in downtown Sacramento, right. where you live. Right. And uh, that was like my first eye-opener is like... About is radio and stuff? Yeah, that, yeah. that's something that I wanted to do. And it became this thing where her and I would listen to it on the way to school every day. We would talk about it. It, would, it was just kind of our... Our bonding thing that's, as I was growing up. That's very cool. Yeah, and so you know, I can't help but not think about her and you when right. I'm doing this because there's so much surrounding it. Um, that's good. And that's why I'm trying to do good things because I feel like you guys wouldn't have put me in this position if it weren't you know to do good things because that's all you guys have ever done for me. So we try. I, and succeeded we try. so far. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, Mom was a big member of that church and it always it kind of surprised me because as a family when I was growing up we we had tried going to different Christian churches and it was just never a good fit mom really tried she wanted us to go and have this experience and be spiritual and have faith and things like that and I think that we all kind of had that type of experience as a unit, but we never really had the, the place to go to do that. Right. And for her to find it with the spiritual life. And she found it. Um, very refreshing to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And she found people that really cared about her. Yeah. I mean, there were 
she went to a, she took Suzanne to a tea one time for Mother's Day, mm -hmm. and they basically adopted her. All the women, Just, they loved your mom. Everybody loved your mom that knew her. Yeah, everybody. How could you not? Pretty, just pretty. A pure soul, you know. She really was. Yeah. She just. She got lost for a while, and that's okay. She she found herself, and she was happy at the end. Yeah. I really believe she was. I do too. I saw it. I saw the change after she had, kind of rekindled her she, her spirit, mm -hmm. and you know she got back found her happiness. She got on her own. She had her own place. She yeah. was making money. She was happy. Yeah. 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 And that's, I think that was one of the most refresh, not refreshing, but I hate, I keep using that word. Um, I think the most eye opening things were at her funeral when I saw all of the people that I had never met before. Right. right. But to see such an outpouring of so many there people was. That, there were, was. that not only touched her life, but her life touched them. Yeah. And uh, it's those moments that, remind me that she was a good person and that she she brought so much joy and i just i know yeah. that that's what we're yeah. that's why we're still here we're supposed was, to we're supposed to help spread that that's i miss her a lot me too um, i think about her every day me too and that's um we were just talking about her uh placement in Kauai mm -hmm. with her uh it's not a headstone. It's a it's a teak plaque that yeah. we had um, a guy who who uh, does woodwork over there made it up for me, and then we got the letters sent in, and we put it on, and then we we placed it where we put her ashes. Mm -hmm. That's on the seventh tee box of the Prince Golf Course. I love it. It's just beyond down over the hill by that tree. It's a beautiful um, spot. And that's what takes me back to Kauai every year, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's where my ashes will be. And that's where I think I want my ashes to be too. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's home away from home at this point. I have, we were supposed to ca um, scatter Suzanne's dad's ashes mm -hmm. and my brother's youngest son who died um, about 25, 26, 24 years ago. Mm -hmm. We actually shipped the ashes over when this year right. in April right. and they had them at the office, at the rental office and they kept them there um, until I contact, after I come down with this cancer thing. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. It, 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 they kept them there and then they shipped them back. So they got to go to Hawaii oh. and they got sent back. So they're the only two that got tanned. <laughs> so are they? <laughs> they're, they're in the closet over there. Now. Okay, so they're back here. With they're you here, now. they're gonna go back in April. Well, that's good, that's good. We'll ship them back over again. And so you had, you go to, Hawaii for at least a month every year. Two months usually. Two months now, usually. Now, now it's two months. It used to be a month. How long have you been doing that? And what took you out to Kauai the first time? The first time I knew it was a, a really special island um, and looked it up on the internet and found a, a condominium 
that was, you know, relatively cheap to rent. Mm -hmm. And that was the first place we stayed in. We stayed in there four or five years. And then we moved to a different place the same guy owned mm -hmm. uh, for about three or four years. And now we've been in this one for four or five years again. So. And what brought you to that island in particular? Because not only have you been going for so long, but you've created kind of this, this place that now I call like a Mecca, like almost just like a spiritual retreat. Right. It's so special it's to, a, to it's me. It's a thin place as well. Yeah. It's a thin place in the earth. And it's um, Hanalei Bay is like no other place on earth. Yeah. Uh, Puff the Dragon, Magic Dragon was written about that bay. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's if you if you go there in the morning very early, which I do every day, and walk on that beach, it's like being in a meditation mm -hmm. uh, when there's no people. Mm -hmm. uh, when there's a lot of people, you can't get to where you need to go, but you can sit there or stand there and look out at the ocean and just meditate. And it's a really good thing for you because mm -hmm. it brings you together, brings your mind together. Do you think that something was calling you there the first time you went? Probably yeah. something made us go there. Yeah. Just led us there. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but it did. Just somebody handed you a flyer and say, this place is pretty cool. I, somebody talked about it, I think. Yeah. Because we'd been to Costa Rica. We'd been to a lot of places. You China. travel all over the place. Yeah, all over the world. Yeah. Because we never got to do it when we were when, in a former marriage. I never got to do any of mm -hmm. that much. Right. Went to Disney World a few times. Yeah, that's not world travel, though. Not really. You got not a taste really. of everything. Went to Mexico once. Yeah. But anyhow, just didn't get to. Well, I'm grateful that whatever brought you there did because now it's, it's I, I love it. I, I'm just so if, grateful for that. If experience. I could have moved there, I would have done it. Yeah. But I can't. I can't afford it. It's too expensive. Well, if I win the lottery, I would. Yeah, you, did you play when it was over a billion? I did. Did you get close? No, I got to, I got to <laughs> the bang number, the seven. The got, seven, I got the seven. All right. You don't win anything. I don't think you get any money for that. Darn seven. it. Well, we'll keep trying. We will, eventually. Yeah. It's kind of a waste of money, but <laughs> it's okay. It's always a hope. If you don't play, you don't win. Don't win. Yeah. We had the perfect house picked out over there. Two point seven million. That's the fun that's the fun part, is yeah. shopping for all the things you can yeah, get. That you win. think you might yeah. wanna have. And Haley and I, my wife, were talking about just buying an empty lot of land over there and just right. putting one of those tiny homes out there right. so we can be mobile. But we really want to be able to figure out a way to live off of, you know, the land out there. Or yeah, something. it would be but cool. It would be cool. But yeah. I think we're going to have to win the lottery too. Absolutely. Everybody <laughs> does. So you couldn't go this year because you got the unfortunate news that you had cancer. Throat cancer. Have you ever... I, I don't remember if you've been through anything like this before. I had prostate cancer uh, about 25 years ago. And had I known what I know now, I wouldn't have let them do what they did. What did they do? They took the prostate gland out. Oh. Do you think that that's what's led to 
the throat cancer or no 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 okay throat cancer came probably from cigarettes years ago okay I quit smoking 26 years ago when I married Suzanne or when I dated Suzanne when we first got together she said she didn't she didn't date Republicans or smokers (laughs) so I quit smoking and changed changed to a Democrat. Did you really? I honest to God. Wow. I? Well, di- I think, you know, Republicans and Democrats were a lot different than 26 years ago. They were. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not as a bitter fight as it is today. Isn't it's it? It's crazy. Isn't it bitter? I it's mean, insane. Would you say that you're still more Democrat now? Or I don't want to, we don't need to get into political I don't, talk, but. I believe in whoever's going to do the job the best yeah. by reading about the people that are running for office and reading the the propositions yeah. and the, all that kind of stuff. Not I, enough people, I think, read things or look at things objectively and they go into their own corners. Either you're red or you're blue and that's and where the it, contention is. You happens. can't do that. Yeah. Because then you end up with what we got now. Yeah, yeah. So, throat cancer. What, yeah. I mean, devastating news as it was. Well, it... it it was um, six years ago, I had a cyst on my neck. Mm-hmm. And they took it out, and it was a cyst. Mm-hmm. Well, I got the same bump on this side this year in, in, in uh, March. And they took it out, and they did biopsies on it, and mm-hmm. it had cancer cells in it. Okay. So that led to radiation and chemo. And I remember golfing with you, like right, like the that, week that was before, week before everything happened. Started before yeah. I started chemo and, and and you were trucking along on the golf course. I like, was doing fine. I was yeah. doing fine. Yeah, and what you know, what the stuff that kind of brings you down is the, the treatment, right? The treatment, the radiation kicks your butt. Yeah, I mean you're probably as felt 105 right now. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I'm, I'm just, my body's just starting to to start Kick back a little bit case. of heal. Yeah. And it takes a long time. It takes well, years. When was your last uh, treatment? July 13th. So that was three months ago? Right. Yeah. Right. I still can't really taste food oh, very well. That must be I taste taste some stuff, things that are familiar, like yeah. peanut butter. Okay. Root beer. Okay. Um... I can't taste chocolate. Oh, does that suck? I mean, it does. Because <laughs> chocolate's very good, man. Well, we have it. From, yeah. From Halloween, but uh, so you, are you waiting until those taste buds well, kick in? You have to keep trying. Every try, I try now and then. Yeah. So I uh, have a Hershey kiss and see yeah. how, how it works. Gosh. Yeah. You know. I could imagine, because you cook so well too. I can't imagine not being able to taste your food. You can't. You can't smell. Oh can't smell and you can't taste it's just no fun that's awful it is but the good news out of all this is i'm cancer free yes which is really cool that is so cool so it makes your uh outlook on life a lot better yeah i imagine things go through your mind quite a bit when you're going through the process and yeah you you think about should i have done this yeah but because I'm old, I'm 77 years old. Yeah. Um, 
probably if I had to do it over again, if they if they found it again, I would not do it. Really? No, it's it's just really hard on you. It's hard on you. It's hard on your support person that's in the house. Yeah. Um, it was harder on Suzanne than, than anything. I bet. Just it's trying to keep me up and mm -hmm. drive me back and forth and watch me deteriorate. All for the poison, to get rid of the poison that's poisoning you. The poison that they put in your body to kill the cells. Yeah. No fun. Well, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for Suzanne. I'm happy for me, and I'm happy for her, too. I'm, I'm happy to hear that when you booked your last trip to Hawaii, which was for two months, right? Two months, yeah. The They were kind enough to the, just say, you know what? We're not going to... We're not going to keep your money. Your, we're just going to hold your Roll it over till next year. year. And you're going next April. Yeah. I'm so. April 1st, we leave. We rolled over the airline fare, too. That's, they, they rolled the, even the, even the airline rolled Hawaiian over. Hawaiian Airlines rolled it over. That's fantastic. That's unheard of in this world. Amazing. You know, like in this age of customer service and where it's at, you don't right. hear stories like that. No, you don't. You know, I recommend them to anybody. That's fantastic. Well, I I have a lot of reading to catch up on because okay. you've been a busy guy. I didn't realize you were writing a memoir. You've been working on it for like five, six years. Yep. I, and so, is there a lot of stuff that I don't know about you that I'm going to learn in here? Absolutely. And is this? I, I'm really excited to read it, and I don't want to give anything. You don't want to do I don't, it want now. You, I don't want you to give me you know, any spoilers or anything. Um, but do you touch on a lot of what you did when you were on a uh, when submarine? I was, when I was a kid, how I grew up, how, what our neighborhoods were like, um, what we did during the war, mm -hmm. uh, World War II. Um, what did you guys, what, what was it like growing up during World War II in Ohio, right? What I remember most is we had ration cards and we had little tokens. You went to the store to get sugar. I remember squishing cans, mm -hmm. uh, saving uh, tin foil and balls and stuff and turning them in. Mm -hmm. um, being moved from where we lived in Steubenville to Florida, where my dad was stationed, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's in there. Uh, he got stationed in lighter than air, which are balloon blimps. Yeah. And they ran patrols out off of Florida looking for German submarines. Is that why you have a piece of a Zeppelin hanging in your... No, the reason office? I have a piece of the Zeppelin, the Hindenburg, is my brother worked for Goodyear Aerospace, as did my father. Okay. And when the Hindenburg went down, the FBI and everybody around took parts and pieces of it to all these different people that manufactured airplane parts mm -hmm. and for the studying. And it ended up a big chunk of the nose got put up in the hangar. There's a blimp or, or a Zeppelin hangar in Akron, Ohio, that Goodyear Aircraft owned. Mm -hmm. And that part was where my brother snagged a piece. <laughs> uh, 
but you can tell it was burnt. Yeah. Because it's it's turn it's green, but it's got blue blue on it from where it was burnt. Mm -hmm. So it's part of the Hindenburg. Uh, I have always been fascinated by that piece. Whenever I I've been yeah. in your office, I've always yeah. like just it's pretty cool. gawked at it. Yeah. 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 So growing up in the war during World War II, and then you joined the Navy at what age? Seventeen. And My dad had to sign for me. I was um, I was in a lot of trouble in school. Oh, okay. So I I uh, ran away from home. That's oh. in there, um, and ended up in Florida at my grandparents' house. Um, that story's in there. Um, and I t when I called my father from my grandmother's house, he said, what do you want to do? And I said, you know, I really want to join the Navy when I'm 17. Will you agree to that if I come home? Because I wasn't going to come back home. And he said, I will. I'll sign for you and you can go. And at that time, of the, uh, the military would take anybody 17 years old, as long as you had a halfway decent mental capacity, they'll take you. Wow. So I, I joined. I spent my birthday, 17th birthday, on an airplane flying to San Diego. For basic? Basic training. Yeah. Wow. Basic training then was 12 weeks. Okay. It was a long, long haul. Yeah. And there more than one time I called my dad wishing I hadn't done it. Yeah. Because it was hard. Of course. You're away from home and you didn't, these guys yelling at you all the time and stuff. Yeah. But anyhow, and then it worked out for the best. And you ended up on a submarine. I did. The Nautilus? I, Nautilus. Yeah. And what did you end up doing while you were on the submarine? I was a baker. Is that? But I, but I was a baker before I went in the Navy. Oh, really? I worked for a Sheraton Mayflower Hotel in Akron, Ohio, which is where... Um, AAA started in that hotel, in the lobby of that hotel in Akron, Ohio. It's where the Bill made his first phone call. No way. Yeah, it's true. My name is the, the whole Alcohol Anonymous? Al Alcohol Anonymous started in the Sheridan Mayflower Hotel in And Akron, you were Ohio. making the donuts that went with their I, coffee I didn't their make meetings. I didn't make donuts. <laughs> I, made, I made pies and cakes and... Uh, dinner rolls and stuff like that. I, I started out washing dishes in that place. Yeah. In a banquet kitchen. And one day I asked a guy who was one of the bakers, I had on the big high hats and stuff. I said, do you guys ever have apprentices? He said, we're looking for one right now. I said, well, I raised my hand and he said, did you want to do that? And I said, I really do. Because I used to watch him making uh, Baked Alaskas. Oh. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I, I wanted to learn how to do that, so I did. Do you make a mean baked Alaska? No, but I still make pecan rolls and stuff yeah. at Christmas. And oh, bake yeah. all the cookies at Christmas. Some of my favorite parts. Yeah. The, gingerbread, the gingerbread man with the yeah, red yeah. hots in yeah, it. Yep. Oh, I love those. So you went from baking at the Sheridan and you went into basic training, and did you say, I know how to bake? I did. Okay. And they said, well, you're, you're intellectual, you're, you're too high, you scored too high on the points to be a cook. Huh. We want you to be an electronic technician. Wow. 
And I said, I really don't want to go back to school unless it's a baking or cooking school. And they said, well, you, we're, we're going to send you to electronic school. I washed out of that, washed, that's Ohio term, <laughs> uh, after the one week. I just, there enough rebel in me that I didn't want to stay there. Yeah. So they shipped me to a, a destroyer escort radar ship, which is a small destroyer mm -hmm. that we, we used to, did the radar picket lines by the, up in the Aleutian Islands. And when we got transferred to Pearl Harbor from Seattle, that's where we were, um, I found a bupers notice, which is a, a notice that the Navy puts out when they're looking for people to do different things. Mm -hmm. And they needed cooks, which I was by then, um, to go to submarine school. And submarine school was in New London, Connecticut. I was in Honolulu. Mm -hmm. I was 18 years old. I couldn't drink. I couldn't do anything over there. <laughs> so I decided I'll, I'll go to submarine school. And there's a whole deal about that in here too. I can't wait to read about that. Um, anyhow, I ended up in submarine school in 50, right before New Year's Eve in 59. 1959, yeah. and I served on five different submarines. Wow. But some of them were old World War II jobs. Yeah. So when you're, I know it's, it's probably a lot different now with the amount of time that most subs can spend underwater. Right. How long, like how long a period of time would you be? On the submerged? Nautilus, we were 90 days. Oh, wow underwater how did we, you we would dive when we left and we wouldn't surface until we got back to new london what was it like during those um stints? it was it was a job yeah you were doing your job did you ever get that cabin fever like feeling no. suffocated no you know, never did claustrophobic never. they they weed that out at sub school oh okay you learn to escape from 300 feet underwater or 150 feet underwater. They conditioned it out of you, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. They didn't have anything like Walkmans or anything where you can put on a, some headphones and listen yeah, we, to nature we, sounds? We listened to, like um, we had 33 records mm -hmm. and we had tapes. Oh, okay. And we had movies, uh, right. 16 millimeter movies. Yeah. They showed a different movie every day in the evening. Yeah. But good, I worked in the evening. I worked from eight at night until eight in the morning. So I baked all night and cooked in between. Every time a shift changed every four hours, mm -hmm. they would eat. Mm -hmm. So you'd cook either breakfast or make them, we call them mid-rats, mm -hmm. uh, sandwiches and stuff like that. And then I cooked breakfast for everybody in the morning and then I went to bed. Hmm. And it was something you loved to do. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. Yeah. It's good. It wasn't it wasn't too much of a chore for you. No, it really wasn't. What was your favorite thing to, to cook or bake while on the submarine? Baked bread, made a lot of uh, pies. Yeah. Uh, I used to have to make the commander we had, his name was Metzger. He liked brownies. Mm. And so I was almost required to make brownies every night. 
for this guy. That's cool. Anyhow. And he, uh, what, uh, do you keep in contact with anybody that you've been on? Uh, I did, before? but um, the la last guy that I know of, that I knew really well, died last year of some kind of cancer in his chest. And some of the cancer could have come from being by a reactor. Oh, yeah. As well. So you were in nuclear submarine? Nuclear submarine. Oh. Yeah. I was on the first nuclear submarine. Really? Yeah. But I was on it after they had made their polar trips and all that stuff. Okay. Yeah, that very well could have come. Possibly, because it, uh, at one time, before, the, before I had orders to go to the Nautilus, but they were out on patrol, and I ended up on uh, Skate, which is a, had a sodium reactor. It was kind of like the Russians used in their submarines, mm -hmm. and they're notoriously leaking radiation. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, do you like watching old sub moves, movies and does it take you back or is it just kind of? Um, I, I, yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, one of my favorite movies. This is totally not related, but Hunt for Red October is one of my Red, yeah. favorite movies, and I always think like, well, did did you ever have anything like absolutely, that happen? Like, absolutely, absolutely. Not obviously not stuff like that happened in the movies. Did you ever see any sort of like? Action got, or theater while well, we got um, we were at, up by Navaya Zimba, which is an island up above Russia in the Arctic Ocean. It's where they tested their missiles, mm -hmm. and we were in I don't know the name of the town now, but we were by their their shipyard, which I think it's Vladivostok, but. We were taking pictures, spy pictures, mm -hmm. and we started to go out and leave. And um, the old man, the commander, uh, went went up to go to periscope depth, and he ran into a, a Russian destroyer. Oh wow! And so it sheared our scopes. So we had no periscopes, they got knocked off. Mm -hmm. And there's a picture on the internet, you can see where the Nautilus lost most of its sail. The sail is a part above the bulk, bulk of the sub, which mm -hmm. where the periscopes go up and down and mm -hmm. stuff. Um, but they depth charged us on the way out, chased us out of there. Wow. And I woke up that morning and I first, first. <laughs> Had you ever experienced anything like that before? Was that your No, question? no, it's the first time. Well, this was the, during the Cold War time, so right. anything like this right. was probably. And then we did, we did Cuba, too. Wow. Uh, we were down at Cuba for the missile crisis. You were there? Yeah. How, so, how did, what was, what, I can't even imagine what that must have I, felt it, like. When well, I, they were, we had loaded nuclear tip torpedoes. We were ready to go. Oh my gosh. So, you know, you didn't know if you were even coming back. Unbelievable. It's crazy. Obviously when that 
all turned around. Everybody's pretty happy. It's good, then I got happy. out of the Navy. <laughs> it's probably a good time to get out. It really was. Yeah. At that time, how long had you been serving? Five years, 11 months, and 23 days. Thank you for your service. Thank you. That's really cool. I'm glad that uh, you're still here to tell the story, too. Mm. It means a lot. Yeah. You just you, you did what you were supposed to do. I think that's part of growing up where we did and the time we did. We always to try was taught always to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Try and do the right thing. That's why I stayed married to the first one for 27 years. Sure. I, I was supposed to do that. That's yeah. what you do. Do the right thing. But then right thing doesn't work out. Yeah. Eventually, it didn't we were, work out. We were talking just a little bit before we started recording and just about in life in general. And you were saying that life is either you skate through it or really kick you in the butt. And yeah, and there's times when you're, it's completely out of control and it's in somebody else's control and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And, and you just try to do the right thing. Try not to be, be impeccable with your word mm -hmm. and, and try and help people as much as you can. That's my philosophy today. It might not have been years ago, but it is now. Yeah. And we'd learned that from the church that we go to. It's pretty cool. That is very cool. That's something I can get behind. Yeah. It's nothing, no frills. It's all about loving no, one another just, and being good. Just being good to each other. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know how much you want to share, but one thing that has, has fascinated me, especially since you've been involved in the last, I don't know, how long have you been involved with Freemasonry? Since 90, well, I've been involved with it all my whole life because my father, my grandfather, everybody was in as Masons. Okay. But I never knew to ask the question yeah. of a Mason to, to, to become a Mason. Um, I had to call down to the temple downtown and ask them. Even though you've had Even though my relatives, your yeah. relatives don't, that's when they were very quiet about it. It's not as quiet about it now, but no. it was all secret stuff. And that, that's part of what fascinates me about it, but the other part, I'd say about 50%. The other 50% is how much joy it seems to have brought to your life and how the brotherhood that I've witnessed, because you recently, uh, received an award. A Hiram Award, that's the biggest award you can get from your lodge. Uh, you can't get anything higher. And I had no idea what lengths you were involved with. It's just I did, I did a lot of stuff. Yeah. I did a lot of stuff for the temple. I did a lot of stuff for the lodge. I was a president of the Temple Association for three and a half years. And you basically rebuilt part of the lodge. I, right? I took, I, I, did a lot of work down there, getting it ready for the 100th anniversary was this, this September. Just this last September? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Big party. Yeah, it was. Right on. It and, was good. And within this fascination, it led me to asking you the question, Yeah. what does it take to yeah. be, and now I have plenty of reading material, reading material, along with your memoirs to catch up on. There you go. Which, you know, Whenever I come and see you, Papa, I always, I always hope that I take away some sort of Something. nugget. 
mm. you know and cool. normally 100 percent of the time it's always this feeling of overwhelming joy and love from you good um, but now i have a wealth of information to take away to and, take away and digest yeah um so if you don't mind sharing um just basically what what do you see the freemasonry what do you see it's as, a brotherhood of, of men like-minded men who believe in god not to the degree of being a christian or anything else we have muslims we have jews we have black guys we got yellow guys we got everybody mm -hmm. in our lodge but it was unheard of years ago it was all a white guy deal really yeah um, there were black lodges called um, I can't think of the name now I'm sorry that's okay um, but they said they segregated even the lodges they did segregate the, the lodges uh, for a long time they were black guys weren't allowed in regular lodges even after the whole after, civil rights movement and everything after all that came out then really? be began to filter in people okay um, I mean we have Muslims in there that have taken their oath on the Quran rather than a Bible yeah but the Bible stays on the on the altar but the Quran's next to it and they could swear to that mm -hmm. we have Sikhs in it Wow we have a lot of different people. Well, it's good to hear that it's all inclusive. And, well, it is. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't it stands exclude for something anybody. greater than yeah than that, right? And and it's it's they do a lot of good because they support the shrine, hospital. Uh, they give lots of money to different things all over the state. Okay. Like kids, um, they have a drive every year for baseball mitts for kids oh that's cool underprivileged kids yeah um and if if a mason when he gets old doesn't have any place to go there's a masonic home oh okay there are two of them in california there's all over the country there's masonic homes and if you were destitute you could go there and you wouldn't be charged anything but if you still have money then you pay in to stay but nice. Suzanne and I could both go there that's very nice yeah is Suzanne uh, a member yeah no no does she have any desire no no not at it's all just your thing her dad was really in fact I have his father's Masonic ring is what I wear oh that's cool that's really cool very special yeah it is well, I'm I'm really excited to to dive into all this, and I'm really happy that you were kind enough to let me talk to absolutely. you. Absolutely, get it all on tape here, and do more later if you want to do that. Absolutely, okay. yeah. I know your nap time's coming up here. Yeah, it soon. is. I know you're a tired <laughs> guy, but uh, so we'll cut it short here. But all thank right. you again, Papa. Thank you. Love you. I love you too. Cool. The red. Yes.